Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. You can catch a live recording of the show over on YouTube where I stream every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Go subscribe to my channel if you haven't already. It's Angela Ucci, Heaven and Healing Podcast, and be sure to ring the bell to be notified for live stream reminders and more. Whatever platform you're currently listening on, please give the show a five-star rating and written review to help get this into more people's ears. And please consider partnering with the ministry as Heaven and Healing is entirely crowdfunded. There are different options to support the show down in the episode description. Thank you so much for your continued support and prayers. Enjoy the episode and God bless. Tonight is going to be a fun conversation. It's all about everyone's favorite idol, which is <laughs> Disney. Um, so the idea of this came up because if you already don't know JT, he's awesome. His handle is JT follows JC. I did drop his info in the uh, description of the stream. So definitely go follow him afterward. I found him through our mutual friend, Brian, which is Demon Erasers, who I had on for the Halloween episode, if y'all remember that. Um, he's just really smart. He's so well-versed on all these kind of niche topics like Nephilim and just symbolism, all of these sorts of kind of topics that really expose darkness. And I known for a while I wanted to have him on the show, but I didn't know what we should talk about. And I told him, I don't know, maybe about a month ago that we should just both pray on it. And lo and behold, we both had the same idea. And then we came back together and it was just Holy Spirit confirmation. So yeah, we both really feel that the Lord wants us to kind of just <laughs> smash the idol of Disney tonight, uh, expose the deception, the darkness that is Disney. Um, and yeah, let's just all say a prayer. I don't get demonetized for this video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Now, that being said, I am going to bring on Mr. JT. Here he is. Say hi to everyone. <laughs> Well, hello, and uh, thank you for having me on, and I really appreciate this opportunity. I can't wait to smash this idol. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, and so I'm glad someone in the chat mentioned that. Um, yeah, so you and Brian have a documentary out called Ancient Angels, so I'll give you some time at the end to kind of Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, well, thank you for that plug yeah, already. <laughs> so for those that don't know you, could you just give a brief kind of introduction, who you are and yeah, um, how you came to well, know Christ? Well, I'm a guy. I'm a guy in his 40s who, <laughs> most of his life, lived as a lukewarm Christian. I grew up like in a Christian home, suburbia. Went to you know church every Sunday. Even went to Christian school. Then I went to I went to Liberty University. And by the way, the Flames are bowl bound. They're going to the Fiesta Bowl, which is crazy, undefeated. They sucked when we were there. <laughs> but 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 no. That, that aside. I was one of those guys who probably because I did grow up in a Christian home that I was like, you know, I, I never really had that that drastic change in my life. So like you're kind of like lukewarm, you know, basically trying to find out where the line is and you kind of try not to go over the edge too much. But then you obviously dabble. And but I think as I, I you know, as I got older and had a family and everything and you kind of start to to think is like, is this all, all there is? And then, then 2020 happened. I had a crisis in my, in my family. I had, you know, like obviously 2020, the election, the pandemic, everything. And you just, 
I started living, I was living on Twitter for a while, but I was at a lot of fear and anxiety because like, I just felt like that things were unraveling and there was no truth didn't matter anymore. Mm. And then, so when, so in my, so like, it felt like everything that I thought was a firm foundation in my life was very shaky. And I really did like, had a point in my life where like I had this personal crisis and I had to, I really had to cling to God. And I, and I really, you know, like truly said it, you know what, if everybody else is lying, everybody else is letting me down, then I, then I know that you're the only one I can trust. And I, and I knew I had to, to, uh, to turn to God. And so that year, 2021, I started reading my Bible again and the Holy spirit was working and it was like, he was revealing things to me. And I think as I was doing these things, I had like a demonic attack in my room, crazy, crazy stuff. I was like, cause I was like reading my Bible and I was like, I was into like checking into symbolism and stuff. And I was watching this documentary called they sold their souls for rock and roll by the good fight ministries. Oh, I've been recommended that I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. You should definitely check it out. And it was like, I grew up like, you know, basically what people would say is like satanic panic. So I remember there was a documentary they made us watch in school and it was called like hell's bells. And, and me and my friends, I think growing up Christian, we mocked it and we thought, Oh, you know, these, these silly Christians think everything's satanic. So I kind of thought I knew what I was getting, you know, because obviously if somebody tells you that ACDC is satanic, you're like, yeah, I, I get it. And, but the funny thing is the world would say, oh, the the real overtly satanic bands are doing it for shock value. And then the subtle bands, oh, you're reaching, bro. You know, like, but I started to watch this. And when they started to introduce like a Lester Crowley and like showing how he influenced all the music, like the Beatles, you know, like Elvis rolling stones led zeppelin and you're like wait a minute the bands i didn't really think were satanic are involved with this guy who's clearly evil so that night i was i was drifting off to sleep and i had a demonic attack in my room and i mean i i'm not one of these people who like say you know like my boy brian who has seen every every wild spiritual encounter you know you came like i'm not like that you know like mm -hmm. so like to me it was like this is weird I had a, like it was like a shadow figure in my room and it and it it really scared me and I rebuked it in Jesus name and you know I could go further into it but long story short is that I started to understand that if the demons were influencing this music how did a demon get in my house it was almost like as I recognized the the, the spiritual war warfare in in my life like the, the demons made themselves known to me and then so I started to tried to tried to think about like what could have brought these into my house is it some kind of behavior that i engaged in is there something did i invite this vampire you know demon into my house and then once that happened i i recognized like that i need to figure this out mm -hmm. and so like so i dug deeper into it and i remember really cool stories my brother was telling a friend of his that like th what happened and so my brother tells me, his friend says, well, it sounds like God's raising up a war because the, the the enemy's threatened. And I think at that point, like I said, I never had considered that I could do anything like I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. But it was almost like that seed was planted in me. And since then, I started making, you know, it was like later that year, I started making videos on TikTok and then, you know, three followers, thousand followers, 20,000 followers, 200,000 followers. And it was like, never, never a million years could I see myself doing anything like this. And as I did it, you know, 
praise God, like that I started to learn more, started to dig deeper into the word. And yeah, now I've got, you know, podcasts and a movie with Brian. And I mean, like, so God's good. Amen. I love that you shared that. Um, it's actually a lot of similarities there. And I feel like you mentioning that you were lukewarm is so important because the enemy loves lukewarm Christians. Because look mm -hmm. at you now, right? Like you're on fire. You have clearly an anointing for the work that you're doing for the kingdom. And if you had just kind of stayed in that idle zone, never would have happened. So yeah, I always say it's better to, it's better to end up feeling convicted for being, um, it's better to feel convicted for not being on fire than it is to be comfortably, comfortable being lukewarm. So. Right. Well, I mean, it is, it's like the, it's like the slowly boiling of the frog where it's yes. like, you know, it's kind of most like, did, did God allow the heat get to turn up in my life? So I would finally jump out of that pot, you oh, know, because like, God. you know, cause I do think it's like that where that, I guess that's like, I was willing to give everything up because I really was like, I was in such a like anxious state that part the time of my life that I said, I don't care. You know, I'll, I'll stop everything, you know? Yeah. And it was like, eliminate everything out of my life. And then, so it was like, but I just, I, I guess the, the, the more I realized how the, the spiritual world and I was learning about like the, the stuff that people don't talk about in church, I was more interested. And so like, I didn't mind getting rid of certain idols. And like, the funny part is like, people say, can I still watch that movie? And I'm like, well, it depends why you're watching it. Cause like, obviously I've, some of the stuff I watch, I watch to, to make videos about and to, you know, to, exposed darkness but i don't watch it like as like you know like i'm not taking part in it anymore so it's kind of like it's a faith thing so like i i found a lot of interest in this and obviously to me it's like when i had a bunch of things going wrong in my life it was you know god giving me a focus you know it makes you forget about all the mm. things that you that you can't change about yourself before you know it things are improving like and it's just like i think that's how you know if you seek first the kingdom of God, you don't have to worry about every problem in your life because you find out those things are small. And obviously mm -hmm. if God can do, can create the whole world, send his son for you. And then what, yeah, what can he do? And before you know it, you know, he changed me completely. Like I said, I was lukewarm and now I'm not. And I praise God every day for that. Amen. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, people think that when you're just on fire, when you want to walk righteous, when you want to walk holy, that it's it's legalism, but it's not. It's just like, we love the Lord. It's just radical mm. obedience. And there's a huge difference. And I actually think that's a really great way to segue into this conversation because you know, obviously just for everyone watching, we are not here to accuse anybody of being lukewarm. But what me and JT would like to invite you to do is to just kind of take this conversation to the Lord. If there's anything that convicts you, just take it to your prayer closet, you know, test the spirits, test it against the word of God, ask Holy Spirit. He is your teacher. He is your best teacher. Um, I find a lot of the time people are always asking me like, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that? It's like, ask God because he will reveal it to you. There's been so many things in my life personally, where when I just take it straight to him, I get that conviction because he speaks to us. His Holy Spirit lives inside of us. So he is he's going to be faithful to tell us what is pleasing to him, especially when you compare it against the word of God. And I do think that there is a lot with Disney, particularly where it's like a, Christians want to kind of keep one foot in the world and one foot in Christianity. Um, and 
in my experience, and I mean biblically really, because the road is narrow, right? You kind of can't have it both ways. We're told to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and not conform to the ways of this world. And with Disney in particular, we're going to get, we're going to just go right into it, guys. You know, with Disney in particular, it's kind of like where I stand on it. In a way, I think, you know, you, you have to kind of make a choice. Is it the magic kingdom or the kingdom of God that you are really pursuing here? Because the magic kingdom is a deception. It is a counterfeit. It is just saturated in perversion, in witchcraft, in Satanism. And then the kingdom of God, obviously we know what that is biblically. And we know that Satan is the ruler of this world. Um, we know that he even offered Jesus the kingdom of this world if he were to just bow down and worship him. And so that's kind of how I see Disney. Um, what are your thoughts on that kind of as we move into sort of the history of Walt Disney, who he is? Well, I think we're just we're just asked to be sober and vigilant. So it's kind of like that if you're if you're vigilant, it's like you you can't help but notice the things. And it's if you realize, yeah, that you're you're Satan. Satan means adversary and he's trying to trip you up. Mm -hmm. So obviously it's interesting at the end of um, first John, he mentions that like that the evil one rules this world. And the and I think it's the last verse in John, it says, little children, keep yourself away from idols. And it's almost like that. That's what so that's what the that's what the devil's plan is to put, you know, put things in front of God that you would actually be, you know, distracted by. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, you know, I think that's what we all got to got to do. I mean, you can make idols out of all kinds of things. And you're right. And so like that Jesus offered the things. What's interesting about that is like the devil is not stupid. Yeah. The devil, the devil offered Jesus what he was going to get. Obviously, it wasn't the way he was supposed to get him, you know, but that's how, like, when you think about it, you know, we want a lot of things the devil's offering, but you don't want you know, like, obviously, you don't want to get it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, like God will give you some of the things the devil's offering if you seek first the kingdom. But right. But obviously, if you go right to him, well, you know, that's there's, there's a trade. There's a trade there. Yeah, trust me, I know being a new age that the devil's definitely in the uh, business of blessings too. Mm -hmm. um, For sure. Yeah. But the Lord rewards obedience. And I say a lot of the time, if you're, I mean, he's a good father. And what does a good father leave for his children? Inheritance. If you're in his will, you get his inheritance. And that's, of course, not why we do things. We don't do things because of what God is going to give us or bless us with. We do things because we genuinely love him and want to put him first. And I'm really big on that too, is like crucifying the flesh, dying to self, because that's the gospel. And when it comes to idols like Disney that do open doors, if you ask me, do open doors and, and has a lot of programming and just desensitizes magic and perversion and all of these things that we're going to talk about that's kind of a thing that you, you got to sit back and say all right well is this an area where i kind of need to crucify what i want and see what would be most pleasing to god here because i know i love him and like you keep saying seek first the kingdom so Amen. yeah that being said let's get into it talk to us about um you want to start with walt disney well yeah i think that what I like, you know, because I've done I've done more than one podcast about right. Disney. And I think that the the, the 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 comment that comes up most often would like say, let's say I make a video like a, a reel about Disney, you know, especially if it's a new thing. 
a lot of comments are are like, wow, Disney is so satanic now. D- Disney is so evil now. And it's like, if you do a little bit of digging, it's always been like that. Right. You know, I think I think in our culture right now, evil is not really hiding. But the funny part about it, like the Disney stuff has never really been that subtle. It just we I think that that's it's part of like what Disney, the nefarious part about Disney is. It's hard to imagine this, the, the place we live without Disney. And if it wasn't here, what what's magic in 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 like witchcraft has been normalized to such a large extent where it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. You know, that's just fantasy when it's like that. The the hints that it's not fantasy, it's like they're showing like, you know, like a, a good example is bed knobs and broomsticks. This is from 1971. This is like Murder, She Wrote, Angela Lansbury. You know, if you look at the cover of that thing, it looks real goofy. There's like Jansen with fish and and cartoon animals. Well, they have a real spell book in there, or like or maybe not a real spell book, but they have a real, a real uh, demonic entity that it's called named after Astaroth. It's the it, mm-hmm. it was the spell book of Astaroth, and literally the 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 sigil for Astaroth, or like there was a medallion, and it was a pentagram. And so the whole movie hinges around this spell book and this medallion. And it's like, okay, so, but it's, it's done in kind of a cartoony way and it's not serious, but like, but that's a real entity. So probably even saying that name. And obviously sometimes in the Bible, it says, don't talk about their names. It's like, is it empowering this thing? And it's like, so, so Walt Disney and put this stuff in the movie, not because you know, they could have put they could have came up with any kind of phony baloney name, but they they came up with that one. And that's literally in your Bible. So yeah. if you read your Bible, you would see that movie and you would say, wait a minute. Well, that's not right. This is this this is not. Yeah, this is this is not OK. Mm-hmm. And as I said, so if you go back to Walt Disney, the man, Walt Disney was a lot of people say that he was a 33rd degree Freemason. Now, if, I, if you research that, and to be fair, I've not been able to find that. But he was in a youth program that was part of like the Rosicrucians called the Demolate International. And I think that that's where you kind of get like the idea of like. These clubs are Gnostics, so they're about secret knowledge. And obviously, you know, Walt Disney was not hot. He was not shy about showing this stuff in his movie, even like you go back to 1940 Fantasia, Mickey Mouse wearing the wizard hat. If you watch the end of that, I think there's a there's a. Thing of, there's literally a they, they celebrate this devil like demon crazy thing and it's like it's it's like the most demonic thing you've ever seen and this is 1940 Disney and like I, I, it's it's hard it's like it's shocking to say I don't even want to say the, the, the entity's name because once again this is I think this is a real entity that was worshipped in Germany at some point that they and, worshipped at the end of Fantasia you're saying yeah well it was mentioned because I looked because I looked these names up find these things like they that's another thing disney is not is not that original either like i said so we i sent you that that book where like there was a website that was showing that that basically all the their main princess movies all came from other like the grim was the grim tales and also the uh, the brothers grim and also like who was it um hans christian anderson yeah hans christian anderson as well so a lot of these are older stories and to like, typically you find an interesting character. It's like somebody else already did it. And you, and then you find out the roots of these stories. They're not good. No. And they're antithetical to the Bible. And I, honestly, like Disney has been 
able to pull off amazing things for the devil under the guise of entertainment. Um, exactly what you said, that it's just so normal. And the more I thought about this conversation that we were going to have, I realized that witchcraft is normal because of Disney. Like there's yeah. no, there's nothing else that uh, it, there's nothing else in society as a whole, especially on a global level that made witchcraft just so, so cute and just, you know, neutral and fun and innocent, right? Like mm -hmm. th there's nothing else literally in the world that made witchcraft so normalized. Yeah, that's, I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a fact. I mean, cause that's what I was saying. Like, it's like, if you, like, as you contrasted before the magic kingdom versus the kingdom of God. So if you think about it, if you saw a miracle that was the power of God, obviously that's God. If you saw a miracle that was not the power of God, it was magic and it was the counterfeit kingdom. It was the, it was a magic kingdom and where the source of the magic comes from is all evil. Right. You know, so whether they call it white magic or black magic, the source is the same. It's not of God. And so like the, the fact that they try to make it seem like it's not evil. And again, like that's how, that's how they slip it in there where it's like, well, the good characters have magic on their side. And obviously then there's an evil witch. It's like, so you think like they, in the secret clubs, they believe in duality. And so you, the further up you get into the gnosis to learn more, you find out, yeah, the source is the same and they get more power from the black magic. So it's like, if you go down that road, you're not going to say, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to stay away from that. And also they believe that because there is duality, they can make up for the bad things they do by doing like charitable work or, you know, they could say, oh, Disney donates, blah, blah, blah. And they do all this good stuff around the world that does not make up for the evil they do. Mm-hmm. And I do know to the point of him being a Mason, I've definitely seen a lot about that. I don't know if you saw that documentary a couple years ago, Out of the Shadows, that like you can't find anywhere mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. They talked a lot about that in that documentary specifically. And when I was Googling it earlier this week, you're right. There, It's hard to kind of pin a source. But to be fair, when it comes to Masonry, it's hard to find anything. Like, well, it's a secret. It's a secret. <laughs> exactly. It's hard to find any information across the board about it. So we can't say one way or another, but I will say I wouldn't doubt it. I really wouldn't doubt it if he was. There is so much imagery is throughout all the movies, old and new, that just like kind of lend to the, you know, the Masonic symbolism. Um, yeah, for And sure. then what were you saying? Who was he friends with? Oh, he was so one of Walt Disney's good friends and he used to be on the Disney channel or however, what is the D Disney network was uh Werner von Braun who came over in operation paperclip. If you guys are familiar with that, the Germans from the thirties after world war two, we took some of their best scientists over here and they, they came over here and worked for our government. And Walt Disney just happened to be a great, great friends with this one of these guys. And he was likely ran one of these camps, you know, the bad ones. Oh, and yeah. so like, did, obviously these, this person got like, they whitewashed his background act like he was fine. But I mean, like these, these people knew who they, who he was. Mm -hmm. I you mean, you always have to look yes. at who they're, who they're tied to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so talk a little bit about, I don't want to spend too much time on Disney. I mean, uh, like as a person, um, 
if you look even just at the at the I don't know if you've seen this before, like the Walt Disney logo, you can like make out like the six 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 in it. Have you seen <laughs> right. that? Right. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Because it's like if you think if you yeah if Walt Disney if you right how it's written again people write letters like that i mean obviously they it looks very intentional that that certain things that would never look like they would turn into a six turn into a six so yeah like the six 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 and then mickey mouse even like i think mickey i don't know if you've seen like the uh what is it the the reflection on the coffee mug where it's like upside down mickey says wicked oh is, is, is another no, one I have you know so it's kind of like that. when he thinks well, yeah. So, yeah, if you look at like there's a there's like a, a coffee mug that has Mickey written on the inside of it. But as you see the reflection of like the beverage. It's it's upside down. It's wicked. I mean, which is interesting again. So, like, if you think about like the imagery of the Magic Kingdom, like the the castle again, like that's kind of if you think if you leave, and this is how, you know, like that there's more to the Freemasonry thing than than whatever you can find on Google, because you can't find much on Google these days. But like the kingdom. So obviously there's there's water below the kingdom and you look at you can see the reflection of the kingdom upside down. And it's like as above, so below, mm. you know, so I mean, like the mm. but I would say, you know, the here's how I'm very, very confident that, that Walt was in in the club, not because just because they had Club 33, but because if and I told you about this and I know you're saying you're kind of blown away. 1959 they had a special on and it was called Donald and math and magic land. And it was all about math, but what it, what it was really about was sacred geometry. And that, that falls right in line with the Freemasonry stuff. So it's, it's Donald duck. And they're telling the story of Pythagoras and like the Pythagorean theorem. And it's basically saying, so, so Pythagoras was this, was this Greek who was into philosophy, math, music, and lots of other things. Let's put it, let's put it, but other he was basically a cult leader but he used the magic pentagram and i mean like you said this like if you guys have not seen this after this podcast you have to check it out look it up on youtube it's still on here and and as they start to go to ancient greece they're showing that pythagoras had this secret club and the and the and literally they show them go into a dark room with hoods up and they had a symbol to let them know they were in the club and it was literally a pentagram on their hands and then they started to go into how the the magic pentagram with all the geometric designs it can make it it, it can work with music it can work with architecture painting sculptures and then they start to show you around europe all the kind of things that like the mona lisa the, the temple of notre dame or like the you know greek you know these famous greek buildings and they're kind of showing you like who, like the who's who was in these club, like famous composers, everybody. And then it's, so it's kind of like showing you like that when we say like these secret societies kind of run this world, well, there, it, it's clearly a celebration of that. And if, if, if there was no connection there, you know, like why would they, why would they show it in that such a way? And again, it's interesting how they would say it's mathematic. So everything was magic about this thing where it's like, you can even think about in your Bible, it talks about the Greeks are into gnosis, knowledge. And then the Jews were into like signs and wonders. So you could think like the magic sides over here and then in the knowledge sides over here. So it's like, it's a little bit for everybody, depending on which side of the, the fence you're on. You know, so people would say, what's wrong with, you know, geometry? 
Well, nothing, but isn't interesting how like in magic, there's numerology. So they, they're both working with numbers. They're both working with sigils and shapes. And it's the combination of the two that, you know, they show you in the Magic Kingdom. And was that like one of the first Disney releases? It was, I, I'm not sure exactly how Disney put stuff out back then, but it was 1959. Mm. So it's interesting. And, even, you know, there's another one. It's like, so, you know, before Pluto, there was this debate about whether Pluto was like a, a planet or not. Right. Did you know that Pluto the dog was named before Pluto the whatever it is now, the moon, the planet? Yeah. Well, Pluto is like the god of the underworld. <laughs> so, so Mickey Mouse's dog is named after basically like, I don't know, the devil. But it's like, you know, like th those are kind of things. So interesting that he, he's hanging out with Werner von Braun of NASA. And he names his his dog in his cartoon Pluto before they named the cosmic, um, you know, moon or, or planet Pluto. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. And it's, and this is targeted at children, correct? <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes, just, it is. It's like just putting casually, just putting Satan worship, witchcraft in everyone's home in cartoon form and just making it, you know, no, you can't even, like I said, the when, when you watch it, and I said, I think, like, as I had, my eyes were opened and I was watching that, I, I remembered I'd seen that when I was a kid. I think my grandparents had the Disney Channel, and I remember, like, sitting there watching, and, of course, if ever they had, like, a free weekend, I would watch it, and I loved Donald, like, probably most kids, and I thought, well, this is interesting. I guess it's a little less in here. But, yeah, it really is the normalization of, a secret society that it's like, it's completely normal that they had to have a secret club to talk about math and music. <laughs> like why did it, why did they have to wear robes and be in the dark? Yeah. Because if you, obviously you learn more about Pythagoras, Pythagoras like literally was a cult leader. He believed he was like Apollo. He, he literally believed he was related to Apollo mm. and he did, they did sacrifices and everything. I mean, like, obviously it's like, it's like the clubs that they don't tell you about what they do when, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> yeah. when they shut the doors. And like you said, you remember watching that as a kid when I was going back and kind of just gathering some information, refreshing my memory on a lot of the older movies, because that's kind of where we're going here, guys, is we're trying to show y'all that Disney has always been bad because a huge misconception is, oh, Disney's gone woke just like everything else. But Disney has always been bad. And mm. I remember watching all this stuff as a kid and it just went right over my head and now when i look back i'm like how did i miss that how did my mom miss that but the thing is like they packaged it to people that weren't paying attention and that was that's 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 the door that's just the that's how you get in because then that's how you start to program like these these things are literally called programs they are programs on your television that you are watching mm -hmm. um so can we talk a little bit about some of the older movies and the symbolism and the witchcraft, all of the things? Well, again, like, so if you have in almost all of the old movies, well, just think about like Snow White's a good example of this is where it's like, you think about the the classic scene where like Snow White basically dies. It's a, it's a, it's an apple, you know? So they're showing you that you see, you have like, you have the one witch who's trying to steal the beauty from the young woman, you know, the, the young girl or whatever. And it's like, this is, it's obviously, it, it makes sense to like people who are not paying attention because well the, the the evil witch is bad but obviously the 
Snow White's getting help from magic too. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's just like right in your face. You know, crazy one. And again, it's like pretty apt for today is there's a clip going around from P- Pinocchio. If you guys have seen the, the clip from Pinocchio, when it's um, I forget the guy's name, but it's like a older guy and he's, he's dealing with the foxes and he's talking about taking stupid little boys to pleasure Island. And the, and the foxes are like, what? No, no. He's like, don't worry. Like, it'll be fine. No one's going to find out. And he says, they're not going to come back as boys. And it's like, like when you see that, the context is pretty clear. I mean, it's like, this is like, this is a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. It's about a talking puppet. And it's like, they're talking, I mean, I'm sure it's what they meant it to be. And if you think about it, the crazy part is like, so the Disney, you know, Disney parks or uh, Disney World had the adult section of it. And they called it Pleasure Island for years. I think it closed down about, 15 years ago but but again the the implication of what happens on pleasure island in their one of their most famous movies like what happens like why would you want any kind of association with that and i mean, obviously i'm sure what everybody's saying it's some serious epstein island vibes of like they're taking stupid little boys to no one would care about and taking them to this place and don't worry they're not going to come back as boys mm. And it's like, I think they were talking about like killing them. They're like, no, no, they're not going to, they're not going to be killed. Yeah. But something else is going to happen to them. And you're like, oh my God. Like you got to feel like you got to go take a shower after you see something like that. And it's like, and this, and like, this is something like that we all probably watched and just was like right over our heads. I think sometimes maybe it is like the fact that it's so bold. Like, it's almost like you have to do a double take and you're like, nah, you know, like if you don't want to believe that it could be that bad, you'll just say, no, that that can't be about that. And then you just let me forget about that. And that's probably what that's probably what people have done for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was interesting when I was I did watch that the other day and I'm sitting there with like my jaw on the floor. Like, I can't I can't believe this. It's so obvious. And when you kind of start to put the links together, this common theme of like kidnapping is prevalent in like so many of these movies like Labyrinth. And not just kidnapping, but like particularly like taking babies, like youth, for the sake of like beauty or benefit of the person that's kid, like in right. Labyrinth, like he has to take the baby so that he has to stay on. And then 101 Dalmatians, like she has to take the puppies, the little baby puppies, so that she could skin them for, you know, for herself. And um, obviously the Pleasure Island thing, there's just so many instances in these movies that kidnapping and even peter pan right it's like taking oh. all the little kids away it's a, it's just so gross and weird and it just right over everyone's head and this is what like we're dressing up our little kids as halloween and what we're sitting them down in front of the television just putting it on and walking away and going to cook dinner like this is just so normalized like the i'm glad you went there with kind of like the i don't know if i'm going to get demonetized for saying the word pedophilia the pedophilia <laughs> stuff Uh, You know, because it's that's probably the thing that people are most awake to. Um, Like for me personally, I was telling you on the phone the other day, a lot of the story of how I got saved was that I went in through the back door because in 2020, similar to you, I started just kind of waking up to all these things like the Epstein's Island, those kinds of topics, realizing how evil the world was and then seeing how Disney kind of tied into all that. And so I did not know God yet. I did not know the Lord, um, but I had this understanding of what was evil. And yet 
even though I knew it was evil, I didn't know it was good because I didn't know Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. So I've found a lot of videos online of people making videos similar to the one that we're recording right now, trying to expose Disney um, for the, just the this the perversion that it is. But then there's no backdrop of like the biblical framework, which is the most important part, right? And right. obviously the hope that we have in Christ as the most important part. So that's kind of what me and JT are hoping to do here is, yeah, we want to expose the darkness, but we're not doing it in such a way that's like encouraging you to be miserable or feel hopeless about it. It's like, actually, we know that this stuff, if anything, it proves that everything that the Bible says is true. And it mm -hmm. proves that Christ is the way, the truth and the life. And that this world is just wicked. Like the world is wicked and we should have no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Yeah, someone in the chat said Hocus Pocus. I forgot about, how could I forget Hocus Pocus? That's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Hocus Pocus is a good example. I remember doing this and of course I, this is redundant. I remember saying like, you have three satanic witches, but again, that's where witches get their powers from. So like they're, that's redundant. They're, of course they're satanic witches. So in the in the in the movie Hocus Pocus, they have a spell book. All right. So these 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 witches get burned at the stake. And for some reason, they have a spell so they can come back like on a full moon on Halloween. Again, so in a Halloween theme. Mm -hmm. So they have a spell book that was literally given to them by the devil themselves. This is the story in Hocus Pocus. The devil gives these witches the book. It's bound by human skin. It's got an all seeing eye on it. The pages are written in blood. And the the spell is the black candle spell, in which they have to suck the life out of a young child in order for them to be reborn. That's what the movie is about. It's like, well, hello. I mean, like, do you guys hear what's happening? It's like, it, if you see about these people, I mean, obviously, like the, I mean, obviously, if you're paying attention to stuff in the culture, like that, these people trying to live extend their lives, stay young, mm -hmm. the stuff they're doing with like, you know, stem cells and, you know, the disgusting things that like people are willing to do in order to, to live forever. And it's like, that's what this movie is about. Mm. And it's like, it's not even subtle. And it's like, that's what I said, but obviously, you know, like the, the witches in that are looking goofy and they're slapping jokes, but it's like, that's dark. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's as dark as it gets. Yeah. And that's another instance where they're just like Pinocchio, right? Like they're just telling us what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because that's yeah. that's how they have to get us to kind of agree to it. Like you, they gotta, they have to put it in our minds so that there's like a subliminal um, consensus on our end to say like, yes, that's okay. Like, yes, we know that's happening. Yes, we agree to it. Yes, we oblige to that. Right? Um, they expose it in in such a way, like you said, that's like so bold that you don't even realize what's happening. But that doesn't change the fact that you're just you're literally coming into agreement with this stuff. And then I was thinking about some of the other older ones. I never saw Fantasia, but I was watching a lot of clips from it this past week. And there's like, it, it, there's like sexy horse women that are like bathing in like the under the waterfall. And I'm like, why are kids watching this? Like they're they're naked, and they're half horse, and that's like a that that's like a nephilim thing. <laughs> like right, right, isn't yeah, isn't it how I mean it's similar? It's similar to the way that they would sexualize like Ariel oh, when she's like, she's, she's part fish. And it's like, it's funny. Like that's the, that's what the arguments people have these days is what color Ariel should be when you're realizing like, yeah. 
she's a fish monster basically guys like you know like it's like i mean what what mermaids were were probably more like sirens and they weren't like you know like that's what i say like disney disney fies stuff to make things seem nice and obviously ariel's very pretty so it doesn't seem as as as, as evil and sick when you really think about a part woman part fish it's like that's not really anything i would want to have anything to do with <laughs> i don't think anybody should you know, we should be arguing which color she should be. It should be more like, oh, she's got scales. No, that's gross. Mm. That's weird. But like, yeah, but they have normalized it to the extent where, yeah, that's that's like we don't want to be hybrid animal cryptid, weird stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. And then little girls want to be Ariel. So, again, it's like that. It's just that agreement um, because everything in the spirit realm is about faith and about agreement, like Jesus puts an emphasis on faith all throughout the Gospels for a reason, because there's something about our faith that signs off on the rights of of certain things to be happening in our lives. And I put out this poll on Instagram. I was telling you on the phone a couple days ago because I was just curious when I was thinking back to the movies that I used to watch as a kid um, and then reflecting on how later in life the sort of new age niche that I got involved with I wanted to see if there was any correlation for anyone else because for me you know the Lion King was my favorite movie my mom actually wouldn't let me watch the princess movies growing up because uh she felt like they were not appropriate for me because I wasn't old enough to have conversations about how I didn't need a man to save me and all these things when actually I did his name's Jesus but <laughs> that was kind of her feminist stance on it, which I don't know if that ultimately helped me. But that being said, I grew up on the animal movies and Lion King was my favorite. And I started thinking about like the theme of Lion King, how it's all about oneness and about, you know, when when your loved ones die, like the great kings of the past, they're right in the stars or they're inside of us or you can see them in a lake like they're just in you. They're around you. You can commune with them. You can talk to them. And then the first thing I did when my grandmom died was go see a medium because I wanted to talk to her. And then I developed this mindset that she lived within me and that we were actually one, like that we were one soul. And I didn't think that was a coincidence. So I asked people on Instagram, did you have a similar experience? Like, tell me what was your favorite Disney movie growing up? And then what is the thing that you, what is the sin? What is the occult niche that you fell into? Let me know. And it was kind of insane to see all the correlations. Like these people had no idea what the other person was saying and yet they were saying the same things and for the little mermaid particularly a lot of people were saying that they grew up promiscuous and i don't i Mm. just that's not a coincidence because if you look at ariel it's all i mean that's essentially what sirens are it's supposed Mm -hmm. to lure the man in right to ultimately Mm -hmm. kill him and then same with same with the little mermaid it was they got into witchcraft um aladdin a lot of people were saying crystals which i totally see because you know we have the genie we have the lamp we have the making wishes we have like the manifestation which is a lot of what crystal work is about and then people were saying same as me with lion king like reincarnation oh pocahontas of course pocahontas Mm -hmm. spirits nature spirits it's it's insane like it, it was blowing my mind to read this stuff um and then girls that were mentioning that they had a thing for just the princesses in general well, guess what they ended up doing? Goddess worship. Like, right, right. I just, when people say that this stuff isn't a big deal, you know, it's not that serious. I'm like, how is it not that serious? Why do you think they make it a point to put this stuff in the movies? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, these stories are, I mean, again, it's like, I think what people don't really quite get is like that this is a medium, like the mythologies were mediums in order to influence you in some kind of way to teach you a lesson without you even realizing it. I think that's what people don't get is like that. that I think that's what people don't really understand about what magic is. Magic is more than just like tricks or illusions. What magic really is, is, is kind of changing someone's perspective or consciousness in a way where like, if somebody wrote you a song and they sung to you and it made you feel a kind of way. So obviously if you think about the songs in the way that the, the themes in these movies, it takes you back to this place when you're like, listen, or you want to sing along. And it's like, it does make you think back to this. And it's like that, that's not just because it's a good movie. It's, it's because it really is. It does have power. And if you think about it, if the themes are of magic are all throughout, it's like, you don't think if they could make a movie and put some kind of a thing in there to make it, to really grab you, they would do it. Mm. Of course they would. And then if you think about, you think like a good example is like this, just say, think about the story of the little mermaid, maybe even beauty and the beast where it's like a love conquers all story. It's a, it's another follow your heart. When, mm. when again, the Bible talks about in Jeremiah that our heart is wicked and deceitful and like, who could know it? Like it's, we don't want to follow our hearts because obviously we know that if you followed your heart, every time you want to do it, you know that you would end in ruin. But these in these movies, obviously, it all works out and it's happily ever after. Ariel is obviously a hybrid being, but they live in this kind of, you know, like separated place. To me, it's a, it seems like a, almost a good analogy for like the angels who came down and sinned, like the dad, Triton. Again, actually, he's a false god, too. He's like he's he's literally like in the Greek mythology, a son of Poseidon. Right. And so he, but he, but I think he represents the God character of like, no, you can't leave your first estate. You can't go up. You can't, obviously that's an abomination for you to try to go with a human. But again, so mm -hmm. in the movie, it's like they, they romanticize the idea that love conquers all. And like she wins, but she like literally makes a deal with the devil in the mm -hmm. movie. She signs her name on a contract to, in order to get what she wants. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but it ends happily ever after for her. And it's like, but that's. Like what, so what is the lesson there? You know, so what is that teaching young girls? Cause obviously it worked out for Ariel. So everything she did along the way was fine. Right. Mm. Like, would she do anything different? I don't mm. think she would. And again, like even beauty and the beast where, I mean, the beast literally looks like one of these completely just abomination, you know, like I know what the, I know what people would try to say is like that she wasn't superficial and she fell in love with right. the person. And you're like, that wasn't a person. That was a monster. And it's oh you should be it's it's okay to be superficial when they look like that. When, you know, when like, it's literally an animal. When you, yeah, that's disgusting when you actually look at the visual of that. It's like that like what what are we trying to teach people? Oh, but because it was actually a prince. And again, like was was interesting. I couldn't help but think like the Lion King you were talking about, like that these our ancestors are still around us. Guys, once again, that's that's a story of like the Nephilim, because it's like because when we die, you know, like when we die, we like I think either like biblically, you either go to sleep and obviously until till, till the resurrection. But we don't go like ghosts. So like if your grandma, unless she was related to an angel, she dies, she's she's not going to be around. But there are familiar spirits that probably can imitate people's loved ones. Mm -hmm. And like that. So like when you're thinking about it, like 
the 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 spirits that are still around you that ain't your grandma mm-hmm. like that ain't your real that ain't your ancestors that's somebody's ancestors what those are are, are spirits of, of of demons that's what mm-hmm. they are and yeah. so like again so like the the elemental spirits and all these kind of things this is not this is obviously not of god and mm-hmm. it's like yeah th- these these beings and like you want to contact them that's that's necromancy god says don't do that we don't it's talk to them too we don't talk to the dead well in like another uh you know very catchy one that came out not too long ago is moana i think she's mm-hmm. talking to her dead grandma and everything like that she's interacting later her grandma's like a was she like a dolphin or a ray or something like that it's like she's talking to the dead but it's so normalized in a kind of way where like if you teach that it's romanticized all of it is disneyfied as i say it yeah i'm glad you said that too that witchcraft isn't just um you know the wands and the spells and the crystals it says in the bible that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft mm-hmm. and that is basically the all-encompassing theme of i like every disney movie is about rebellion right like you Mm -hmm. were just saying i mean um i was thinking about aladdin you know she aladdin comes to jasmine's balcony and is like come away with me he's like a liar and a thief and so she's rebelling against her parents goes with him mulan she's rebelling against her parents goes with him simba he rebels against his responsibilities Akuna Matata lifestyle, right? Like the theme in mm-hmm. all of these movies is rebellion and that is witchcraft and exactly what you said, then it always ends up with a happily ever after. So that teaches kids, if you do not submit to authority, which usually is a parental figure, which and then the conversation of the fact that most parents die in Disney films is an entirely different bag. But if you don't submit to authority, if you don't submit to the plan, then it's all going to work out great for you. And that is Aleister Crowley. That is do what thou wilt. Yeah. Like that is Correct. that is the theme in every single Disney movie is do what thou wilt. Follow your heart. You know, it's never going to lead you astray. That's what all the songs are about. And I was thinking, because again, Lion King is my idol. Y'all let me know in the chat what your idol was as a kid. But I was thinking about Akuna Matata. And I like my, I was just the, one of those moments where the glass shattered. I was like, that's literally do what thou wilt. Like, Akuna Matata means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem fleet free philosophy. Like, no worries. Mm-hmm. Forget the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always these movies like people think are innocent because I have people in the chat right now saying, what about this movie? What about that movie? What about that movie? What about that movie? Um, <laughs> so, what do you say to that kind of mindset where they want to know, like, oh, what can I get away with? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I think that. The, the themes are very clear. Like I said, if, whether it's it's overtly just like, you know, magic. I guess, again, mag- the, the movies of magic are not good. I mean, they're just, they're just not. Like, I mean, there are obviously some that are worse than others. But yeah, right. Like if, it, if the theme is follow your heart, and it typically is, it's like, it's like the parents die and therefore they don't need it. They'll find out at the end of the movie, they never needed the parents anyways. Mm-hmm. Or the, the parents are like some kind of spirits in the background where like they, they, but they're encouraging them to do what they want to do anyway. So like, again, it's like, you're listening to the things that, you know, obviously the devil's going to deceive you and the one deceive. So if a spirit told you to go, you know, follow your own path, you know, follow your heart. Like well, obviously that's the thing to do. You know, so, but I mean, like, really, if you, it's almost like if, if I've seen the movie, I could probably break it down. Even like I didn't like, 
what's interesting is, is like the the idea of a genie. Okay, so the genie comes from like the Arabic word the jinn or jinn. And so jinns were spirit. Demons. And so if you think about it, like you look at it, it's blue. And if, if, if you notice like in like Hindu mythologies, a lot of the a lot of the evil creatures are blue. And so they rub would be like, it's an idol. So you have an idol made of gold or brass or whatever it is. You rub this thing and you wish to it. And then if you think about even like the magic carpet, the magic carpet is is likely like a prayer rug mm -hmm. a mat and it's got sigils around. If you look at it, I mean, I think if, I think the corners of it look like they they make sixes. So if you look at it, look at it like the Aladdin's mat, they ride on this magic carpet. It's probably it's very it's probably very likely that it's symbolic of astral projecting. You go get on your prayer mat and then you can be anywhere you want to be. You can a see a whole new world, new world <laughs> yeah. a whole new world. And it's like that. But obviously the gene money. But again, isn't it interesting? Why is the genie chained up? Does everyone wonder why he was trapped in this thing? Because the genie doesn't have a body because the genie is a demon. And again, like the people and that's and that's that's a big part of what witchcraft is, too, is that you can manipulate demons in order to get things that you want. So if you have one trapped in a lamp, then therefore you can get wish you have wish you can use this genie for magic wishes. And it's like it's it's right out in the open. Like I said, if you just all you have to do is look. And I think that that's I think I went from like a lot of sim symbol symbols and everything. So when I got to the Disney stuff, it was almost like, oh, wow, this is obvious. Like it, it was it, I was flabbergasted how how easily you can point this stuff out. It's just mm. they, they don't even hide it at all. Mm. Yeah. And then why do you think that people don't see it? I, I mean, I think that it's like I guess it is just it's we are so inundated where like, again, like if you think about Disney now. I was saying, I think we were talking about like how a lot of the older women kind of like just are just obsessed with Disney. Well, if you think about it, like from from like the the male point of view, it's like, well, Disney bought Star Wars, it bought Marvel, it bought um like Indiana Jones and all this kind of stuff, and it's like, like every kind of thing that like we us guys liked in the eighties, and it's like that they, they the Disney stuff is so out there now. Where again, like it's it's I think it's just normalized. We're like that. Obviously, Aladdin doesn't seem bad because there's a worse character in the movie. And I think that's kind of like typically the themes of these movies where like the good character is not good, but he's not as bad or they're not as bad as the evil witch, the sorcerer. You know, they're OK because, again, there's somebody worse. And obviously, that's not how we're judged. You know, We're not judged by not being as bad as like the evil witch. I mean, we're we're judged based on like God's good, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously without Christ's blood, we would, we would all fall short. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I think that's what it, I think it really is. I just don't think that, that people just don't recognize like that. Again, like it's, it's kind of like the idea of like, Oh, marketing doesn't work on me. And then it's got, it's like, you, you see this person's got like every name brand thing on, they're wearing everything named brand. And like, are you sure it doesn't like, do you think that these companies are spending all this money because it doesn't work? Like, you might not know how much it's influenced you because I think it is like that. We, we, I think we do live like the, you know, the, the movie, the matrix, everyone brings that up. It's like, it's a very apt analogy where it's like, you don't even know until you woke up. It's like, I, so I go back to like 
think it's John 10 when, when Jesus gives the blind man, the guy was born blind eyes to see. Mm. And I think, I think sometimes you have to remember like that we were all born blind until we could see. Mm. And I think that's where like a lot of us were just like, Oh, wow, that too, that too. You know, you can't even believe it, but like the people who are still like the people are still plugged into the matrix, the people who are, are still blind. (laughs) They can't see it and it's like it, it it does blow you away like how are we looking at the same thing and you're not noticing that because it's like because they don't want to because they don't want to know they don't want to see it mm-hmm. that's good and the bible says that the carnal mind cannot comprehend spiritual things so i think that i mean we see this at large not just in the world but in the church that the church is carnal right um and definitely so there's just there's just the those those blinders up because you literally can't perceive the spiritual things um that's why i'm grateful for the background that i have because of the way that god used it and is using me to just kind of show others you know hey the supernatural is real the spirit realm is real and there's stuff that we can't see that we can't comprehend that is affecting the physical like the spiritual manifests in the physical and they would love nothing more than for you to stay completely untouched by it or so or so you think because Mm -hmm. if if you're under this this carnality carnality this these blinders then they've got you wrapped around their finger and then those folks will turn to people like us and be like, oh, you're doing too much. You're reaching, you know, <laughs> and it's just it's just funny. Oh, yeah. how, it's just so funny how that works. Um, are there any other older movies you uh, wanted to talk about? Well, you know, we go back to Peter Pan. I said, oh, Peter, yeah. Pan's, Peter Pan is a one that really does kind of blow people away when you think about it. Like, so what I, I'll even go like to the to the root of that. So like these movies are fairy tales. OK, so if you don't know what a fairy is, what Disney has, I, I made a video about this, that fairies are Disney-fied because Disney made fairies into Tinkerbell, which again, is like, she's very sexualized. If you look at that movie, like the way she's like looking at her butt and everything. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's so in your face that it's like, there's this sexual attraction to Peter Pan. And it's like, this is weird. For one, she's tiny. And like, for two, it's like, this is supposed to be a kid's movie, right? But if you if you watch the beginning of Peter Pan, Peter Pan is shown in a very ominous way where he's look, he's like peering into these kids room. Again, these kids are all in their pajamas. And so like but where fairies really came from, if you look at like old pictures of like how fairies were drawn, fairies were demons. Fairies were spirits. They weren't they didn't look cute and cuddly. They looked scary. Again, like so like if if today's mythology says that there's alien abductions back in the day it was fairies and and gnomes and and leprechauns and weird things were were stealing children so so tinkerbell goes before peter pan and if you think about peter pan's name pan there's a deity named pan he's a goat demon and he plays the pan pipes Mm. he's like this he's this he's this deity of the forest and you think about the way peter pan's dressed he's got green on he's got a feather in his hat he plays those pipes and so what does he do? So he wants to take these kids in their pajamas out their window and take them to Never Neverland, where you see like Never Neverland is this place that's filled with pirates 
the Lost Boys, like the Lost Boys are all wearing animal costumes. And then there's like there's a cannibal cove where, where the Indians, I guess, eat people or can't some kind of something about that. And that's like I said, I was saying, like, if you really think about it, like kidnapping, Brian, Brian's talked about this. We talked about this in the movie is that the idea what's what's kidnapping? Well, well, kids are, you know, like are young goats, kids. So Pan was the goat demon. So the his the kids were the children of the goat, like this basically like Satan seed. And so it was like so they kidnap children. So it's not like just like when alien abdu are abducting people, they are not the aliens aren't being abducted. The it's the kid the aliens are doing the abducting. So the kidnapping literally is the children of the goat taking people to Never Never Land. And why don't they grow up there? Probably because they never come back. It's probably like Pleasure Island where they never come back from. Never, never, never land. So they never get old. And you're like, that is what, like, you didn't know that happened in that movie, but that's exactly what happens if you watch the movie because it's 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 shown in a way that's fantastical and it's fun. But the story's not good. Obviously, you can imagine how horrified the parents would be when they find out their children are gone. You know, like that's the story, that's the story of Peter Pan. And it's like, wow, like that's what they've done. That's what they've to us where they made you a decent movie but it's not that's insane i've never made those connections um and then something i actually wanted to mention because you talked about beauty and the beast uh, i was talking <laughs> to my friend about this the other day like it's literally like bestiality it is it's the beast it's promoting bestiality it is so weird and then there's this also yeah. like undertone of that yeah. how by the end of the movie right it's like He's ultimately the, you know, the proverbial savior of it all. So it's like everything is made new. Mm -hmm. Everything is made new by the beast. Well, what does that sound like? It's just like the end time doctrine. Right. It's just like everything is made new by the beast. It's just crazy. There are like so many mm -hmm. movies. There's like 6,000 movies that we could talk about um, and shows even and the shows but what do you what do you think do you want to are there any other old ones you want to talk about or should we move into more modern no i would probably say to to to, to go into the new stuff but you could even mention alice in wonderland we're getting that oh, that's yeah. it that's that's a movie that's like if you think about like i know when i was in high school and everyone was discovering drugs people wanted to watch that movie again or like think about like the wizard of oz i know that's not a disney thing but it's very similar in the way that like this these movies are obviously filled with massive symbolism. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like that's what you eat the mush, they eat the mushroom, they drink from the little boat potion, they go down, they follow the white rabbit. Again, we even we people who are truth trail are look going down the rabbit hole. I mean, like so a lot of these things are in there. We're like that Wonderland, it's it's like this MK Ultra programming where it's like that you go down this rabbit hole and you come out like a kind of a different person at the end of it. And like like this stuff is not you watch the movie and it's truly bizarre. And you're like, how was this for kids? Because it was colorful. Cause it was weird. I mean, like it, you don't, you really know why. And I think that that's, I, I feel like I've learned a lot about like the symbolism of all these movies, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know why they do everything they do in these movies. And I, I guess part, part of me is like, I don't want to know why I, I, I hope I don't learn every Like I said, if you're not probably a 33 degree Freemason, you probably won't know everything that's in the movie, but like, 
they don't put these things in there for no reason. And if it, it's funny, cause it's like, I, I follow, like I, I used to read books from Michael Heiser, you know, or mm-hmm. still read a little bit. And I remember one thing he said about in the Bible, he says, if it's weird, it must, it's important. I think that's the same thing that goes for the, from, from the too. If it's weird, if you don't really understand it, there's nothing they do in these multi-million dollar projects that they don't put in there for a reason. And so if you just think it's weird, I mean, there's, there's a point to it. And they say, we don't know, we don't know why they do all the things they do, but, but they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you actually, can you mention some of the symbols in Alice in Wonderland that lend to that? Well, I think I, obviously a lot of people know, like through the MK ultra is the, is like the butterfly, you know, the butterfly is like the metamorphosis. If you think about like, that the monarch butterfly and, the, and it, that actually mk ultra came from an older project called project monarch and it's like literally about changing people and again we we kind of even mentioned before about how like a lot of parents i think about like bambi isn't it like isn't it kind of interesting in every movie that does involve animals in disney there's a there's a very traumatic scene where somebody dies like you know like bambi's mom gets shot like the very beginning of the movie nobody nobody forgets that and so i think that part of it is, is like, there's the metamorphosis. And I think that how they changed people and through this program was through trauma. So I think, you know, very traumatic, obviously for a kid, you think about, they teach you to, to be afraid of somebody, Mm. but then they, the message right after that YOLO, you know, it's like, you only do what thou wilt, follow your heart. And it's like, so trauma, and then you have this, this switch. And it's like, so is this the, the caterpillar? going to the cocoon and then come out a beautiful butterfly. As I said, you could you kind of see like in the, like through this like celebrity culture that they are wearing, you know, wearing the Alice in Wonderland costume, even if think about the bunny, like the playboy bunny follow me. It's right. like, it's symbolic of like the, the wild it's taking you on some journey. And again, it's like, it's all sexualized as well. Wow. Yeah. It just like, doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> no there's so much um no and if you think of, and if you think about it too in like in that movie again so like she's ingesting substances and then she's going on the journey so it's like it seems very likely that that you can have connections like the veils can be thinned depending on how you operate in this reality where like one way to do it and again so that's like pharmacia is like sorcery so like you use drugs in order to thin the veil in order to go on your journey spiritually and i think that that's like again so that that same thing in mk ultra as well as they would give them substances and then they made it more suggestible and it would they could manipulate them more so they're teaching you in that movie very clearly that like these substances take you to wonderland yeah yeah i mean the whole movie is a, is a psychedelic trip 100 percent um, okay, mm-hmm. some people in the chat before we move on, they're asking about specifics. So is there anything with Toy Story that you can think of? Like these movies that seem just... You know, I have not watched Toy Story in a while, but I think that it would be one of those ones where if I watched it for five minutes, I would remember. <laughs> you could kind of pick out... I mean... I, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I do remember, I think it was the third Toy Story where they're like, their toys are going to be burned and it looks very, <laughs> it got real heavy real quick in that in that movie. That's all I remember. I don't remember. Gosh, it's like when you start to go down 
looking through all these movies, you can't watch them all. <laughs> yeah, right. I know with the Toy Story thing, like Pizza Planet, and then obviously if you know like what pizza is supposed to be in pedophilia land, that's that's probably not a coincidence. No, what 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 here is it? Here's one if it's it's very similar to that one would be like Monsters Inc. Oh it, yeah. Again, it, Monsters Inc. is crazy when you actually think about it. So for one, the Monsters Inc. logo is the one eye, right? Mm -hmm. So like that's typically used like you know where that comes from, like the Illuminati eye or just you know like a satanic symbol is the one eye. So the monsters have a an alternate reality, like a either in another dimension where they have to they have to go through doors sneak in kids rooms and scare them to death basically in order to fill up their energy tanks in order to power their cities and you're like they're they're literally getting power and energy from scaring children mm -hmm. and it's like if that doesn't sound like you know i don't know if we could say that word on there but like that that yeah. substance that supposedly the elites like mm -hmm. What is that? I mean, like I said, it's mm -hmm. it, it does seem so obvious when you look into it. You're like, I like that movie. And again, like Michael Waskowski, he's like the heads of one eye as, as well. Like that's like, is that what that is? And I think it's I think it's very obvious that that's what that is. I mean, like they're literally going through portals and in kids rooms and to scare them. Yeah, and that's um, <laughs> it's like it's wow, that's dark. That theme, like I, like I mentioned earlier, that theme, Monsters, Inc., that's the same thing with like we were talking about hocus pocus it's the same thing and i and yeah i do think it mm -hmm. lends to that substance um i hope yeah. people in the chat know what we're talking about cuz i'm not saying that word <laughs> <laughs> no don't yeah don't <laughs> um so yeah talk about some of the as we like move through the decades some of the newer movies and the symbolism there the witchcraft there the occult imagery there well, you know, it's it, what you've probably seen a theme over the probably the, the last, I don't know, five to 10 years is like Maleficent. So, you know, so like the evil characters are getting top billing in these movies. Now they have like a movie like Cruel DeVille. I'm not sure what other movies they've done, which is like literally it's just the bad, the, the bad character has got their own movie. And then if they think again, if you think about like, like the story of like the Nephilim again, so you have the story descendants, even if they like to, to descend, it's like you have these the the kids of the evil characters are elevated to be the cool characters in the movie like you know, they they removed all the good characters out of these movies and it's just the evil characters descendants and you're like like they so they don't again it's like i said so they there was a time and i think that's why i was saying like that i think disney and obviously they're probably a big part of this is that our culture had the evil stopped hiding at all instead it's like oh they're kind of they're they're, they're the cool characters the, the bad guys the cool one we like them the most mm. and so you you build a whole movie around them and it's just like everything else where it's like you know like what isaiah says when like you know the calling evil good and good evil like so now like evil is cool and these characters are like you know getting top billing and you, you don't want your kid to emulate Maleficent. I mean, if you look at her, she's obviously this witch with horns and everything. I mean, it's 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 really dark. I mean, she kind of looks like the more I've seen in like these, like just through like uh, like there's that game Diablo, like Lilith. She looks kind of like that's kind of how she's presented with that, like the mother of demons. I mean, it's probably it's probably an alternate name for her. I mean, that's likely. Mm. Yeah. 
How about Finding Nemo? Anything? Everyone in the chat is asking about Finding Nemo. <laughs> Finding Nemo. That's like another See, wait, one so with like was the that, trauma. Was... That's trauma right. and like that's that's like child sacrifice. They were all all the little babies got killed at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> was Finding Nemo? Was Finding Nemo? Was that originally Disney though, or was that like uh, obviously a lot of and like the monster company Disney bought Pixar, and I think they had. A lot of the properties that that kind of went mm. with it, but I don't know if that was originally Disney. Oh, that's a good. question. I mean, the point is, like, the the, the most of these movies, again, like they're they're copying other stories. I mean, like, there's there's very common themes in movies. If you really see, like, there's like five or six different types of movies, and you find out like every movie you watch is a version of those same stories. So it's like it's again, these people are are not as creative as you think, and if they mm. are, it's probably because they are channeling entities in order to get the more interesting movies they do these days mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even as i'm thinking about nemo too it's like that that the same theme with nemo is child abduction like what the heck it's in almost every disney movie if it is mm -hmm. disney i don't know about that whole pixar thing i'm not too schooled in that realm um can you talk about a little bit about moana you were mentioning that i've never seen that one moana, well moana, moana. Is one of these ones where it's like the sea's calling to her, and then I think the the, the character of the rock is like I forget his name, but he's a demigod. So again, he's Nephilim. Mm. That word hasn't got brought up a lot until recently, but now it's everywhere. It's like, yeah, he's a demigod, and he's obviously so it means he's part man, he's part god. And yeah, she's She's kind of rebelling against her father. She's listening to her grandma who's dead. And then she's going on this 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 journey to find herself, following her heart, following calling the, the, of the sea. It's like, the, um, I think it's another example. I was watching a, a video earlier today about from Little Light Studio about like that the elemental spirits have been throughout these movies where it's like the water spirit, or the wind spirit, the fire spirit, the earth. Spirit. And they're like, so these are the spirits are calling to you know, these young girls in these movies. And it really is like, the, it's like the elemental spirits of like how witchcraft. Mm. And it's like, that, that's again, like, it's, so it's ancestor worship. And again, like, so I think there's like mother earth. And I mean, again, it's like, it's, it's, it's presented in a way where it's like, it's a, it's a fun movie for kids. But again, it's like the, the whole theme of the movie is, is, is rooted in just, just paganism and witchcraft. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it's like, but again, it's a different it's a different spin on it because it's like a Polynesian movie. We're not used to that. So like it doesn't you don't notice it. But again, like these are, it's, it's no different than again, like I think in Frozen 2, it's all about the four elemental spirits. And then she's and they're they're finding out she's the fifth elemental spirit. But it's this it's the same theme of this is witchcraft because they're using these spirits and they're manipulating them eventually. And eventually they learn to use them in order to, you know, get the desires of their heart or save the people they love. And again, which is not bad, but again, they're, where are they going to get that? They're not asking God for help because, mm -hmm. you know, God's non-existent in these stories, unless you can kind of tell he's represented by the character who's the controlling person that, that, that doesn't seem, doesn't have any love for anybody. Mm, that's such a good point. Yeah. You made that point with the Ariel movie. That's so true. It's always like, the one that's in charge. Nope. You want to avoid that one. Rebel. Yeah, do the your dad, own thing. Yeah. The dad was right, obviously, in that movie. Mm -hmm. 
but like obviously he doesn't really get any credit for that because it all worked out in the end yeah but so, even i think there's a, there's a new one but i guess they uh, they came out in september it was called wish and i think in that one it has there's a king who can grant wishes but he doesn't do it for very he doesn't do it very often and he seems very he he seems very mean and cold but the the main character in the movie who's called asha which is actually if you look up there's literally a witch called Asha and it's like this, this type of witchcraft. She wishes upon a star. And again, that that's, that's a theme going all the way back to the earliest Disney movies. Like I think it's a Pinocchio when you wish upon a star. And this is, like I said, this is the thing that people don't really understand. It's like the, the angels are representative of stars or they are literally stars the way the Bible describes them. And so a shooting star or a falling star that's like wishing upon a fallen angel. And again, so like if an angel fell to earth and you wish something from it, you could get something. So like literally that's what happens in this movie that she knows what's true because she's wishing upon this star. And then, he, but because the evil king or the, the cruel mean king won't grant the wishes of our protagonist, even though he could, but because he's mean. So like, so you have to go through another source, which would be the stars. The demons. Yeah. Well, the, or that, or, or literally falling, fallen angels. Mm -hmm. wow. You know, so like, and I think her, I think her, her friend in the movie is a goat. So she's got a pet goat. She's wishing upon stars, fallen stars, and, and then that because the evil king won't grant the, her wishes. Mm. Wow, that's insane. What do you have on Frozen? Because that I feel like that was a uh, probably at least from my perspective, that was probably like the biggest of this past like decade. Yeah. Well, Frozen, I think Frozen was where like, they, they kind of really, it was like this shift with that, without, without people really kind of realizing again, I did a video and I broke down Frozen too. And it was, it was kind of insane. Cause I was doing symbolic, sim, everything symbolic about the Hoover dam. And everyone's like, Oh, you got to see Frozen too. But I, I, you know, like I have young daughters, so I've seen Frozen too many times, but but if you think about it, like, again, so this is a movie that starts off with trauma. Both the parents die. And the Elsa has this power. But again, it's like, we don't even really know how she's got this power, but she does. And it, it kind of flips this, the story a little bit where, like, the the main character is now is the witch. They don't ever call Elsa a witch, but that's obviously what she is. She's like an ice queen. So, like, so she is... And of course, it's like I said, it's a story of love conquers all. But I mean, like, literally, it's like a, you know, a lot of people thought it might be a coming out movie, just the way Elsa acts. And obviously, there's never, there's no guy in, El, you know, like, there's no Prince Charming for Elsa. But like, I don't know if that's necessarily the theme, but it could be. But I think if you go into the second Frozen movie, I said that was the weird one. That's why I said that's where I got the Hoover Dam connections, where it was like, everybody's used to the Disney movie where it's a princess versus a witch. Literally in Frozen 2, it's like a witch versus a dam. Like the dam is like the bad character, and it's there, it's like they're fighting against like the patriarchy of the old the old grandfather. Yeah, their their great their grandfather who was the king. And again, so like he oppresses this this people who's one with nature, the four elemental spirits. And literally it's all about her becoming this the fifth elemental spirit with her sister. It's like their spirits combine to make obviously to make magic. And I'll just say this, and it's like it would take too long to go into detail of all the, the connections with like the Hoover Dam. But literally, she's getting called by this thing called Atu Holland, 
which is the god of frozen water. And if you go look it up, and it's like the, the real god of water is Poseidon. He's he's the not the god of just the sea, he's the god of water altogether. And so Otto Holland's represented by this horse. Well, I mean, one of the symbols of 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 a Poseidon is the horse. So she's getting she, she's getting drawn by this horse. And then obviously as she goes through this journey to discover herself once again, like all these movies are, she literally is going to like this false god. And again, like she's represented, and I, I know Elsa was represented as another this this being called Elsini. It's like it's it like I said, it's so deep and weird and esoteric. And it's like it, I think the thing that blew me away most about that movie was the fact that they could have done almost anything because frozen was such a big hit, but they went like the weirdest, most strange meaning. And it's like, really, what is this movie? Like, what is this movie about? Because why would they, why would it have to be so, so odd? Cause I think even like normal people who wanted to really like it, they were like, I didn't get, yeah, that was weird. They, everybody knows it was strange, but they don't know why, because you really have to be go. You have to go down some serious rabbit holes to figure out what the heck that movie was even about, other than earth spirits, fire spirits, wind spirits, water spirits, and then again, you trust the spirits and become one and manipulate the spirits in order to, again, save the day and you know find love and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't even know if I've seen Frozen two, but I was. I've definitely seen Frozen a bunch of times because it was like popular even amongst uh, like when I was in college, it was popular amongst that age group. It was just like a cultural phenomenon when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Disney hadn't had something like that in a really long time, like almost since like the princess movies from my childhood. And yeah. it just grieves me because I see so many parents, you know, dressing their kids up as Elsa and it, <laughs> If only they really knew what that represents. But just like we've been talking about, it's Disney has done such a good job at making witchcraft just cute and just entertaining and just getting it so casually into everyone's homes and then getting it in their in their kids, which is ultimately I think the goal of Satan. Like he wants to infiltrate the youth because children are so precious to Jesus. And Mm -hmm. if he can infiltrate the youth, then he obviously has dominion over what happens to them later in life. Because if they're from a young age already so enamored with these things, they're going to grow up and that's not going to go away. It's only going to increase. It's only going to deepen. I mean, I was saying on one of my last podcasts, like people say this stuff isn't that serious. But then I look back at my childhood, it's just like little things, right? Like my mom, even the way my mom decorated the house, how she would have like moons and suns up on the walls and the moons and suns would have little faces. And then I grew up to be an astrologer. I just, I think that it's, we do a disservice to our kids to say stuff like it's not that serious. Yeah, well, I think that, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, because who wants you to think that? It's always the devil that in the, you know, from the garden who always says like, oh, no, it's fine. You can do that. It's fine. But what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that I I think that like I to, you know, full disclosure again. So like as I grew up as a lukewarm Christian, and it's funny, like my parents didn't really let me celebrate Halloween when I was a kid. So I was kind of salty about that. So when I had my kids, I thought, obviously, there's nothing wrong with dressing up. But then I had my one rule about like nothing evil. So I 
little girls. And it's like, so if they wanted to dress up like Frozen or Beauty and the Beast or Ariel, that that would seem fine. And I think it is maybe because that's like the way they've done it, where that again, like I was saying that the the good characters really not very good in the Disney movies, but they're contrasted with like like literal evil incarnate. So like they don't seem it doesn't seem evil because they're the good character. That's like I said, that's what blows people away when I try to explain that like, you know, Thor in the movies is like Thor's representative of the devil. And they're like, wait a minute, but he's not the bad guy. Exactly. They're not trying to show you the the real evil character they're trying to to slip to slide it in there subtly because again our, our adversary is not stupid he's evil so he would try to confuse you by saying oh well here's the line you know what i mean like it's almost like god's lines right over here but like the devil say no the line's here mm-hmm. so obviously he's he's the king of the middle we're like mm-hmm. if you're right over here and you think you're you know the, the false security is obviously the really scary place for for most people and I think that that's what it is, is that that we again, you can't we can't even imagine a world where witchcraft was not so normalized. Where like, again, like if you know, like if you read your Bible, you just know that, well, magic is from the spirit, the devil. And then obviously it's not a it's not the, the kingdom of God. Even like I said, if you think if you break it down all the way to the the idea of royalty. I mean, just think about how all these movies just elevate royalty to such an extent where like we're a country who rebelled against a crown. We didn't want a king. You know, even think about like in the Bible, God didn't want Israel to have a king. You know, like remember how grieved Samuel was when they wanted a king, Israel wanted a king. They wanted to be like everyone else. So like, that's not something that we really kind of, we elevate here, but but it's romanticized in Disney movies. Where again, I think like the these the royal bloodlines have something to do with something nefarious is that they come from, an angelic root again like again this 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 hybrid kind of idea of they came from the stars if you think like when you hear that that idea that we came from the stars they're talking about angels but we know that the angels didn't create us god created the angels he created all of us and he created adam and we came from adam not from from the angels but i mean so i think that so the the idea of royalty and again it's like it's almost like a I kind of get now that why your mom didn't watch to watch those movies because for one, obviously, obviously all the, the, the Disney princesses are super pretty and, but also they're princesses. So no matter what you did, you could never become one of those. So it literally is, it, it keeps you in this fantasy world that's completely out of reach for you. You can't work so hard to become a princess. Even like, even you realize that like, like Kate Middleton, who's like a princess, She's actually not a really a princess. They're all like duchesses because she was not born a princess. So you can't even work to be one. I mean, you can get an honorary title. And so I think that that's like, it's, they give you this idea of this unattainability of this thing. And even like, again, the, the follow your heart theme, where does that lead you? How many people who want to live in a Disney movie understand as they get older? What do you mean happily ever after? They just got together. <laughs> you know that's where it gets real hard when you're like when you when you meet somebody what about when you have when they have kids like so you can imagine how many marriages are are compared to your complete fantasy world of like they lived happily ever after because they followed their heart we're like okay so if you continue to follow your heart do you stay with the same person you're with Mm. you know you find out these people become depressed because they want to live in a world that is 
takes place over like a weekend. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like mm-hmm. a couple of days and it's like happily ever after they rode off into the sunset. That was one day. And I think that that's the whole thing where it's like that, that that mindset, you know, doing, doing what your heart wants won't lead you any place good in the end. It'll lead you into a, a very sad place. And it's like a, again, like your, your appetite will be, will never be satisfied. Yeah. And that's why you have to continue to, to seek the spirits and find more magic, mm. go darker. Yeah, that's so good. You're right. It's it it's complete idolatry of feelings. It it completely sets the foundation for your feelings are the way to go. Like every every single movie that's a, that's the recurring theme. Just mm-hmm. follow your heart. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Your heart will never lead you astray. Right. Mm-hmm. Trust wow. you, trust trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't trust. Don't like. I mean, when you really think about it, again, like so. If you have an overbearing parent in one of these movies, it's like again, that's who they rail against. Is they they view our God as the overbearing parent. When you really think about it, like if you have a parent that lets you do anything you want, that's not a good parent. Like like God loves us, therefore He says, "Do not do certain things." And it's not just because He doesn't want you to have fun. It's because just like if you have kids and you love them, don't go over there. That's dangerous. Don't go to that neighborhood over there. I can't I can't help you. I can't protect you if you go over there outside of where I can watch you and I can take care of you. But, you know, like and eventually, like as the kids get older, it's like eventually it's like, you know what, if you want to go do it, you're going to go do it. And that's and I can't really stop you at that point. But that's how they view. Like it said, Jesus says in the book of Revelation, he says, I reprove the ones I love, you know, so be zealous and repent. You know, so like I'm going to discipline you because I do love you and I'm going to set boundaries on you because I care about you. Mm-hmm. But like in these movies, the either the, the parent is a complete jerk or we just kill them at the beginning. and You don't need them anyways. Mm. And therefore you're, you're free to follow your heart. Yeah. And to that point, too, you know, the Bible is explicit on witchcraft. It's an abomination. It's to be avoided. It is a sin. No, 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 no. Like all throughout scripture, it's a big fat no on witchcraft. And it's exactly what you said. It's not because God wants to suck the fun out of life. It's because witchcraft is so real and he wants to protect us from it. Um, And so I just think it's interesting, you know, like a lot of these people, maybe even people that would listen to this would think, I would never do witchcraft. Like, oh, I would never use a Ouija board. I would never use tarot cards. I would never do any of these things. But then when you put it under the guise of entertainment in cartoon form, it somehow becomes okay. It somehow Mm -hmm. becomes neutral to just let your kids subject to it. And I like what you said there that the devil, you know, like God gives the line And then the devil says, well, okay, the line's actually here. And that's how I sort of see this whole topic is that a lot of people would put that firm line in the sand because the Bible does, right? No witchcraft. But if it's entertainment, well, okay, maybe the line's over here then. And it's like I said, the serpent in the garden where he goes, did God really say? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's the same old song and dance. It's all the devil has to offer is the same old song and dance. He just is so crafty. He puts it into all these different forms. And I think this is one of them. And like I said at the beginning, like Disney has been able to do amazing things for the devil under the guise of entertainment. And you even think about the word entertainment. It enters you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, 
what um as we start to kind of like wrap up here do you have any thoughts on that particularly like what we're exposing our kids to and what the consequences of that can be long term with this particular well, subject with something as sinister as disney i think that it's one of those things where like that there's as a parent and obviously as i'm sure a lot of parents probably are listening to this they didn't wake up until a certain until they woke up so it's kind of like the, the scary part about how, like, again, the, our adversary is not stupid is the fact that, again, like, so say you woke up this year finally, but you've been letting your kids trick or treat their, almost their whole lives. They've only got a couple years left. Do you say no now? I'm not going to judge you either way, but my, I guess the point is, like, it's it's difficult to to go backwards and to be like, because, again, you get like, we, we always get cues of, like, going back to what I was saying about, like, the satanic panic. Mm-hmm. Were they panicking for at about satanism or were they just pointing out what was evil was very clearly i think that probably because of the internet and all the kind of stuff that the people who are doing work about this stuff that like we can explain things a lot better than they probably did back in the day but but i don't think that anything my mom said was demonic back in the 80s she wasn't she wasn't wrong about any of that stuff it was like she was correct but it's easy like to just say oh you think everything is evil and it's like that not everyone like i mean obviously there's things that are of god and there are things that are not but then there's things that are clearly of the counterfeit kingdom like magic yeah. is obviously one of them so like i think to me like as as a parent now and of course like I said, my my kids get tired of it sometimes they're just saying like that because i still do watch some of these movies i'm not going to tell them to stop you know like i know that ultimately they have to make their own decisions but I'm, but sometimes they get annoyed they're like were you going to tell me that satanic i'm like if it is, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be afraid to tell you what it is, because I do want you to, you know, because you try to bubble wrap your kids too much. Again, like you, you want them to like it's okay for kids to make mistakes. You kind of have to make them aware of what's going on. But like, but yeah, I don't, I don't hide it anymore. Of like, no, I'm not going to pretend like this is a good movie because I said this is what this theme is in this movie. We can go point out all the the symbolism in the movie, and I'll say like this is why. It's not good. Even though you didn't even notice it until I started pointing out the, the the funny thing is like I started to plant that stuff in my kid's head about like what to look for. They would almost get annoyed with me because now they notice the stuff because it's one because it is once you see it, you, you can't unsee it. Or like I said, obviously, maybe you can because you but you have to give yourself over to basically a debased mind. Mm. But I think you're I think you're actually correct, though. It's like the you know clearly based on like obviously some of the people the comments you got back about that okay you watched this movie and you're very into this movie and then you there was this correlation of like the behavior that was later and i think that like again i there's no way to me i think that's an accident i mean obviously that that many examples of that stuff that it is kind of almost like like learning more about this as a parent yourself in order to be able to explain you know, because I think that what, you know, sometimes we do like, just because I said so is not a great answer most of the time, even though that needs to be the answer sometimes, and they just need to listen to you. But when you have an opportunity, when everyone's calms down, you can tell them why. And I think that, I think that at this point, I think that, you know, the Bible talks about supplementing your faith with knowledge. So it's like, it's okay to know things about things, about why things are not right. And obviously, if you hear the voice of the good shepherd, you can explain why this is not good and why this is not of God. And like the, the very subtle things about like, because to the world, follow your heart seems very like, there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know, do what you want to do. Like, why, why, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, well, what if it hurts you in the end? You know, like, cause at the end of like, cause that's what I was saying. Like the, those only in the movies, does that end well mm-hmm. happily ever after when you follow your heart? Like we know that if you do that without any kind of protection, you will get hurt. You'll hurt people around you. And then you'll, like I said, it'll end in ruin. But I guess, it is, but I think that's what we, I think that's what I would basically encourage people to do is that if you're like, if you're on the fence about this stuff, like obviously just, just take, just take, you know, if you listen to what we were talking about, just look for the things. And again, like find out where it goes. Like you said, as you have examples that I'm sure you're going to have like a lot of testimonies about where their lives went and then how they had to kind of figure things out later, because it does, it leads you down this path. And it's like, when you're ingraining these things in there, and I think that people do have rose color goggles about the past, they'll say, Oh, it was so much better when I was thinking, dreaming about, and when I had dreams of things. And again, it was like, but they, they're, they're teaching you of the magic. They're really, they're not teaching you of, of things that, that are of God. And if you think about it, like if you want to fantasize anything about like, imagine heaven, imagine the kingdom of God, imagine like what, what God's offering you. That's real. You know, you don't have to live in that other place where it's like, if you really want to dream, yeah, dream about what God has has to offer. And because again, that's there's the there's the magic kingdom, the counterfeit, and then there's the the eternal kingdom that God is offering us all. And it's it's not close. Right. Right. And that's all the world can offer. That's all the devil can offer is the right now. Um mm-hmm. I think I'm really blessed to be where I am as a parent in two months because you know i don't you're mentioning like you woke up at a point when maybe your kids were a little older they had already been exposed to all this stuff um and now you have to like you had to like kind of go backwards with it whereas my daughter's still in the womb so (laughs) she's just she's just not gonna grow up with it like she's just not it's not gonna be normal to her and when when she asks us you know if if she asks which I can't even see happening because she's going to be surrounded by other little Christian boys and girls because all my friends are Christian and they, you know, um, but if she asks like, you know, why don't we watch that? Why don't we do that? I will just tell her like, you know, it's because we're actually set apart. Like we are, we are meant to Mm -hmm. be set apart. Like, you know, God created you to be set apart before the foundations of the world. You were fearfully and wonderfully made in his image Mm -hmm. to not be conformed to this world. You're actually a little warrior against this world. And he has given you all authority to tread on the heads of serpents and scorpions. And like, Mm -hmm. honestly, when you explain the Bible to them, how supernatural the Bible is, it's so much cooler than a stupid Disney movie anyway, because it's actual reality. The Bible's actual reality. And it's something that they can walk out in their youth and into adulthood. So my kind of philosophy going into parenthood is that, you know, I, I never want my daughter to think that what the world has to offer her is greater than Jesus. And praise God, I'm in a position right now where my relationship to Christ and my walk with the Lord is so deep and so rich and so full and so supernatural and experiential and emotional, despite all the backlash that kind of stuff gets. We serve an experiential God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The mm-hmm. Bible is 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 not just the story of what happens it's the story of what always happens and mm-hmm. so she's going to grow up seeing 
mommy and daddy, you know, active warriors in, 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 in the Lord, like it, not just people that go to church every Sunday and sit in a pew, like she's not going to grow up under mm -hmm. a lukewarm covering. And so I think if we just, I just want to say like encouragement to, to parents in the chat, like whether or not you're in a position like JT, where you feel like you have to backtrack or you're in a position like me, where you're about to embark on the journey of parenthood you have to remember that you always have the upper hand here because you already have the victory in christ he has already defeated darkness and so the power of disney the power of witchcraft the power of promiscuity all these themes that we see in these movies and and how worldly it is like we've been talking about this whole time how common it is it actually has no power over you because you already have the victory in christ and if you lead by example the bible says if you train up a child in the way they should go they won't depart mm -hmm. so it really it's never too late it's never too late even if you feel like it is that's the devil lying to you um yeah i don't know i just felt really led to no, share that too. No, that's good I, I really love what you said about that if you just if you go to church on Sundays and that's the only that's the only Bible you get, you don't get a lot of the most interesting parts of the Bible. And again, so there's stories. It's funny because like if you think about like even like the the fairy tales and mythologies, a lot of the the Greek mythologies is copied straight from scripture. Like they're like the story of like Hercules and Samson are very similar. The story of Samson's older. Like so people don't realize that. So like mm -hmm. you're getting a copy of a copy, and obviously then you you it's it's manipulated by like the devil's kingdom in order to make it a false God instead of a, a man who got the power from God. So there's, there's so many interesting things in our Bible that again, when you understand, when you read scripture and you probably read to them, like, yeah, the, the stories in the, in the Disney stuff doesn't compare it. So they're not original anyways, mm -hmm. but I would say that the, the, the comment I get a lot too, is like that. Oh no, you're going to ruin that too. And it's like, Oh, you just ruined that for me. And I'm like, do you love the truth? Because Jesus is the truth. So it's like, it's either true or it's not. And again, you have to ask yourself, this is a question you everybody always has to ask themselves. Do you want to know the truth? If you say no, don't say no. I mean, if you really think about it, like you, you have to want to, you know, like if you want to know, it's what you're ignorant of, obviously you can, I think God gives you a pass, but like, I don't think he gives you a pass when it's like, cause you tried not to know because you, because you because you knew the answer was not going to be what you want it to be. But I to me, I think that a lot of it is like that. I I don't know. Obviously, I get some enjoyment out of like understanding the things that the way the world works now, because, again, if like the most I think most of Christians do not believe what the Bible says about that the devil is the ruler of this world. Mm -hmm. And again, if as we, we were talking as like when when the Satan is tempting Jesus himself, he's offering him the kingdoms. Jesus didn't say they're not yours to give because obviously they were. So like, so if he had these kingdoms to give, he's giving those things out left and right to the people who are following their heart and, and doing everything they want to in order to get the things of this earth. So yeah, it should be no wonder to anybody that a mega corporation like Disney is not of God. I mean, it's like, it's, that's that should be very obvious. And again, like, so if you, if we are set apart, and again, like you, God, Jesus is giving you eyes to see. There's no question what's right and what's wrong in this situation. It's like, it, and I'm, and I'm not one of those people who say you can't do this because I, I do believe certain things are faith issues. But if you start to feel guilty about it, don't harden your heart. Mm. If you start to feel that that tug, like I shouldn't be doing this, it's like, 
Well, I mean, obviously, unless you're convinced in your own mind that it's okay, well, you shouldn't be doing it. I mean, that, and that's not like, that's not me just trying to be self-righteous. That's, that's, that's something I go through. Or like, oh, I kind of still like that song. Should I listen to that? I don't know. You know, like that, is it bad? Is it really that bad? And then you're just like, what is it doing to me? Cause I, cause like, once you start to know like how the sausage is made, <laughs> you're like, do you still want to eat at that kid? You still want to eat at that restaurant? You know how, you know what they do back in the back room. Like you don't want, you don't want anything to do with that food. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like, that's a question that we're all, I mean, like it's tough because we are in this, this world. that's that's not of God, you know? So again, that's why we, that's why we repent daily. And we try to, we try to do better. We try to repent and re- be reproved each day. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't, like I said, I think that the, ultimately like the reason we would tell you to stay away from certain things is because again, God loves, loved us enough to take us out of a lot of this stuff when we would, we love you as well to say, well, I don't know why they put all the stuff in there, but I know when you find out who these people are, you know, it's not, a, you know, it's not for good. I know that for sure. So like, again, I, again, to be sober and vigilant and just to be understand like your, your adversary is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. He's, he's devouring everybody in the gray area where everyone thinks it's fine. Hmm. Yeah. And that verse was written for the church, by the way, everyone that mm-hmm. he prowls around seeking someone to devour. That was written for the church. That wasn't for the world. That was for the church. Um, mm-hmm. And just to kind of not to like beat a dead horse, but as far as like the magic kingdom versus the kingdom of God, it's just like you said that a, a big corporation like like Disney, you know, they don't they don't have our best interest in mind. They're ultimately self-serving. Whether or not you can get on board with the Satanism thing, which if you really go down this rabbit hole yourself and you see all the connections, you see all the symbolism, you see all the recurring themes, if you know you feel so led to do so after watching this stream, I don't know how you can't see it unless you're like willingly not seeing it, but I digress. My point is, even if you can't get on board with that, you have to understand that they don't care about you. Like they don't care about your kids. They don't have your kids' best interest in mind. Their goal ultimately on a carnal level would be to create consumers of your children so that your kids actually grow addicted to the the, the movies and, and the merchandise and the magic, right? Think about how much money families spend every, we didn't even talk about Disneyland, how much money families spend every year going to Disneyland. It's like, it's like the quintessential American dream. Like, oh, you've really made it as a parent if you can take your kids to Disneyland, right? Like, yeah, go, go buy all a bunch of real expensive garbage toys and like waters that cost like $7. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know. That's just something to consider too. It's like they don't have your kid's best interest in mind. They would actually love nothing more than for you to just plant your kid in front of the TV, put these movies on and walk away. Let that be the babysitter and, and not, not do what's best for your child, which would be to sit down with them and actually take the time to, like we've been saying, like read scripture to them, explain the stories of the Bible to them. Like if you, if you're worried about their imaginations or whatever, like there's so many stories in the Bible that they can, 
they can use their imagination. Like your little boy can pretend that he's Elijah, right? Like it, it, there's mm -hmm. so there's so much there. There's so much there. Being a Christian is not boring unless you, unless you live an intellectualized faith rather than a demonstrative faith. So that's all I'll say about that. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like interesting as you said that too. Like we were just saying, like a good reason to not do that, playing in front of the TV to watch that is like we just said. Like they teach your kids to rebel against authority. Like that's, that's a constant theme. So it's like, you really think about it one day that's going to be used against you. And you'll be like, how did this happen? <laughs> who, who raised you? You, I raised you better than this. It's like, did you though? Did you? You sure? Yeah. You, you sure? You sure about that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this was an awesome conversation. We're definitely going to do one about Marvel too. At some point y'all. So stay tuned for that. What's also, what's also Disney. Yeah. Also <laughs> owned also, by Disney. Also, also owned by yeah. Disney. Um, would you uh, tell everyone where they can find you before we depart? Yeah, well, for one, like I said, as we mentioned at the, at the beginning of the stream, uh, my buddy Brian and I, Demon Race, did a movie called Ancient Angels, which, again, we touch on a lot of these themes. And again, like the, when you realize where almost like the origins of evil in this place come from, they come from angels who came down, obviously, and cohabitated with the people, created a, a hybrid race. And it's like, this is what the world is kind of going after. And it's again, like it's these, the constant these movies about like hybrids, superheroes, all these kind of things. It's like, we talk a lot about like the Marvel stuff and the stuff in the culture, the megaliths and everything. So ancient, ancient angel movie, ancient angels, movie.com. You can find me. If you want to find me, I'm on uh, YouTube as well. So I'm JT follows JC find me on Instagram, um, TikTok. even though um my TikTok. is <laughs> Let's just say we had a mishap, but I'm back on TikTok <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, JT follows JC on pretty much every app that I'm on. But yeah, like I have a, a podcast called Decoding Babylon. That'll be on YouTube, Spotify and everything and Rumble as well. So so yeah, if you find if you if you find me on here, I have a link tree on all my all my profiles. So you can pretty much find mm -hmm. everything from there. Awesome. And yeah, like I said, his uh, information is in the episode description. So for everyone in the chat, stick around. I'm going to stay and just do some Q&A at the end, hang out with y'all. But before we sign off of our Zoom call, JT, would you just do us the honor just closing out in prayer for the audience? Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for, um, for Lord, just giving us a voice tonight. Lord, that we just pray that, that seeds were planted. Um, Lord, light was, was, shined on the darkness lord and we just pray through lord that that hearts are drawn toward you lord we just pray that lord we know that that nobody comes to to jesus if the father draws and we know that mm -hmm. people are people are being drawn to jesus today Lord, we just pray for them lord we just pray lord that they they don't harden their hearts and they and they let that faith lead them to where they need to go lord and we just pray lord that that people people minds are changed and we pray that heart lives will be changed too and we pray lord that that you can do some good with this lord and we just pray lord we just give thanks to you and praise to you that we could be a part of this. We ask, we ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. See ya. God bless everybody. All right, y'all. Um, all right. So I'm going to hang out in the chat for a little bit. Um, let me know what you thought of that episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I pray that you are blessed by it. Please do consider financially partnering with the ministry. 
Different ways to support the show are listed in the episode description. So be sure to check that out. If you were fed today, don't just dine and dash. (laughs) And be sure to share this episode with a friend or family member that you feel could use it. Post it to your Instagram story and tag me so that I can personally thank you for supporting Heaven and Healing. If you are interested in hearing or watching the Q&A live chat that happens at the end of every live stream, you'll have to subscribe to Heaven and Healing Podcast on YouTube to watch the rest of the stream where we do that live Q&A at the end. Thank you all so much again and God bless.